and plan to be a part of it. First thing is next Sunday. Next Sunday, uh, we are having our very first uh, church picnic. And, and you should know, uh, there's a couple of purposes behind that. One, uh, here we are, we're a new church. There's a good crowd here this morning. And probably a good guess, a lot of you don't know the people around you. So number one, we want to give you a chance to get to know those people. Uh, be food there, uh, and, and if, you, if you like to eat, we suggest you be there. If you don't like to eat, you're weird. Um, so you should come. It's, it's, it's at 1230. It's at shelter number three at Perry County Park. There's also something else that you need to know uh, about, our, about our church picnic, and this is true for everything we ever do at Summit. Uh, a clear part of our vision at Summit is that we are a church for the unchurched and de-churched. And so uh, if you're here, if you've never been to church before, if you don't believe in God, if you uh, used to go to church but you got burned, maybe you walked away and, this, and you're here, you're coming back today, we are glad that you're here. This is why we're here, for you. Others of you, uh, this is the church. We want to we partner with you to help you reach your coworkers, your friends, your family, your neighborhood, your classmates. And so everything we do, we do with that purpose in mind. And so we encourage you not only to come next Sunday, uh, but also to bring people with you, to invite people. It starts at 1230, and so we'll, as soon as we're done here, we'll just go over there. There's going to be inflatables uh, for the kids. We're asking people if you can bring a dish, uh, dessert, drinks, that'd be great. But if you can't bring anything, we still want you to be there. If you can't bring anything, we still want you to be there. It's at 1230 next Sunday at Perry County Park, shelter number three. And one more thing I want to put in front of you. If you were paying attention uh, at the beginning, you saw a slide that for our, what we call our grand opening service. Our grand opening service is September the 25th. And what we've done is we've tried to lay out our year so that before a big service... Uh, there's always a big event so that we can really push it, try to ride the momentum of that. Well, the weekend before our grand opening service, September the 15th through the 18th, is the Black Gold Festival. And we are having, we're going to have a huge presence at the Black Gold Festival. Uh, we're going to host what we call the Family Fun Zone. You'll get more details about that later on, but host a Family Fun Zone. We also are going to send out teams of people all over the Black Gold Festival, just giving out invite cards. Uh, for people to come to Summit that very next Sunday or the next day, since we'll have church that Sunday here. Uh, but invite people to the grand opening service. We'll also send teams out all over Hazard and Perry County, and we hope to distribute about 2,000 door hangers. Now, we already have churches all over the state of Kentucky who, uh, who have committed to come and help us with that weekend, but we also need your help. And so if you would want to help with that, you can see on the back of your connection card, there's a box that says, I want to help Summit open strong. And if you check that, what we'll do is we'll get in touch with you and we'll work out the details for how you can be a part of that weekend. So that's on the back of the connect card. Just fill that out. And uh, our goal that weekend, September 25th, our goal is at least to have 200 people. And you know what? I think we can push past that. I think we can push well past 200 people if we all say, hey, let's do this together. All right? So... Uh, so check that box uh, today. All right, let's pray. Let's pray we'll jump in. <clears throat> God, I just thank you so much for everybody that came today. God, I thank you so much for the truth that the band sang, <clears throat> that Jesus has overcome. And God, we love you. We thank you for what you are going to do in this time. Uh, Father, we thank you that, that Jesus is alive. And God, I thank you that you're here with me. God, give me the words to say. And Father, I, I thank you. God, you are already at work in people's lives. Right here in the room. There are people who already... They, they, they know already at this point in the service they need you in their life. 
There are people who already know they need to come back to you. There are people who already know the next step you're telling them to take. And so, God, just continue to work in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, <clears throat> you know, if you, were to, um, if you were to go today to my house, if you were to go today to my house and start to go through my closet, um, you would be weird because you shouldn't be at my house going through my closet. Um, some of you get that. That's funny. You'll laugh at that later, all right? That's, that's like a joke grenade. You pull the pin, it'll blow up in a little bit. Just trust me. That was funny. Um, but seriously, if you go to my house, you go through my closet. Eventually, though, what you will find in my closet is a box. And in that box is every letter that my wife gave to me when we were dating. Isn't that sweet? Oh, thank you very much. That's exactly right. But if you go through my closet, you will find that box. And in that box, every letter, every card she gave me when we were dating. There's a lot in there since we've been married as well. But, but everything that I got from her when we were going out is in that box. And, and you know what? I can remember, I can remember um, how, I, re I remember when I got those letters from her. I remember how, what they meant to me. I remember the exact moment where I, I can look at a letter and I can remember where I was when she gave that to me and where we were at in our stage in our relationship. And I can remember reading those and how they helped me, helped me to get to know her more. And the more I read those, the more I became sold out to her. And I would read these letters, and I would talk to my friends, and, and some of them are here today, some of them are in the band helping us out today, and I would say to, say, say to some, of my, some of my friends, I'm going to marry this girl, man, she's awesome, she loves Jesus, and for some reason she loves me too, and, and we're going to get married, and my friends would say, well, she'd be crazy to marry you. And listen, listen, all of my friends who said that, who are here, you're jerks, I just want you to know that, you just need to know that you're a jerk. Um, in Jesus' name, we love you, you're a jerk. Um, but she did. She did. She married me. I'll never forget my dad's, uh, we're all here helping out today, and um, I'll never forget the first time I took my, took my wife uh, home to meet my parents. And so she's there. She's meeting my parents. Later on that night, I came back home. This is exactly what my dad said to me uh, after, I got, after I returned from uh, dropping her off. My dad looked at me. She said, Mark, he said, Mark, Elena seems, seems great. Is there something wrong with her vision? Some of you will get that later. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. I need a hug after the service is over, by the way. All right. Um, but I can just remember what those letters, how they impacted me, uh, what they did uh, for me, what, what, that, what they meant to me, and how, how they caused me really to be, just become more and more sold out to her. And what we're at this at, right now, we are in a series. We started it last week. We're in a series called Sellout. And I know that a lot of you, when you hear the phrase sellout, you get a negative idea in your mind. You know, we talked about this last week. There are artists you know, maybe a band you can think of. Well, they've sold out. They used to be this way when they got started. They wanted to go mainstream, and so they've sold out just to make money. And so there's a negative spin to it. What we want to do, though, is we want to take it and put a positive spin on it. And what we said last week was that God wants you to be a sellout for Him. God wants you to sell out to His call for your life. God wants Summit Community Church to be filled with people who are sold out to him. And so what we did last week, we said that God is sold out to us. We said this last week, and if you were not here, we want you to hear that message again. You may not know it this morning, you may not realize it, but God has more invested in your life than you do today. You may have walked into the room today, you feel like a loser, you feel like your life is going nowhere, you feel stuck, your marriage is stuck, you're in a financial situation where you feel stuck, you don't know the next step, you feel hopeless. I want to tell you there's hope because God's got more invested in your life than you do. He loves you and he has sold himself out for you. 
That's what we did last week. And so today what we're doing, though, is, is we're, we're, we're asking the question, well, if God is sold out to us, then how can we sell out to him? How can we be people who sell out to God? What would it look like for us to sell out to God's call for our lives? And the good news is that God gave us a letter. The good news is that God gave us a letter that explains to you, that explains to me what it would look like if we were to be people sold out to him. And the letter that he gave us is the Bible. The Bible is the letter that God gave to us. And so really, if we're going to sell out to God, then we need to sell out to the Bible. So, so with that in mind, with that in mind, if you've got a Bible, you can open up to Psalm 119, verses 105. Psalm 119, 105. And listen, if you don't have a Bible, that's perfectly okay because it's going to be up there on the screen. It's going to stay there the entire time. So if you've got a Bible, that's great. If you don't, that's great because we've got it up here for you. And we're going to do something different this morning here. We've never done this before at Summit, but there's a reason behind why I want us to do what we're about to do. All right? Here's what we're going to do. It's really easy. You've got a church background. I guarantee you've done this before. Before we read this, I want us to stand when we read this. All right? I've got a reason behind it. So let's stand right now. Everybody stand up. Some of you need to wake up your neighbor. You haven't laughed at my jokes yet, and I have funny jokes. All right? So if, you're, if they haven't laughed, it's because they're sleeping. So everybody stand, and we're going to read this. I'll read this. You can follow along with me if you've got a Bible. If, it's, if not, it's up there on the screen. This is a really familiar verse anyway, so you probably know this. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. All right, you can sit down. See, the reason that we talk about the Bible a lot at Summit, and if you stick around here at Summit, we hope that you will. If you stick around here, what you'll find is we talk a lot about the Bible. We love the Bible. We sing a lot of times the Bible. Uh, the reason that we had you stand up, that I had you stand up just now when we read that, is because we believe that the Bible was written by God. We believe that the Bible was written by God. Now listen, I know fully well, I know that's a hard pill for some of you to swallow. I know that's a hard pill for some of you to swallow. Maybe when you hear that, you hear that, that we believe the Bible was written by God. Some of you don't believe that. Some of you, you're not sure about that. You've heard that before, and maybe you're kind of on the fence about it. Others of you, you wish you were more sure about it. And listen, I want you to know this morning, if you've got doubts, if you've got questions, you're in a safe place today. Summit is a safe place for you to bring your doubts, to bring your questions to the table. We're not afraid of those. We love to have those kind of conversations. And so if you've got questions about those, if you've got questions about why we believe what the, why we, why we believe the Bible is written by God, if you've got questions, we'd love to talk to you about that. You can email us, wearesummit at gmail.com, or you can stop me or one of the band guys or any of our volunteers out there. We'd love to set something up, but you just need to know wherever you're at today, you're in a safe place to ask those kind of questions. So we know that it's a hard pill, maybe, for you to swallow that the Bible was written by God. But we believe that. We believe that the Bible was written by God. In fact, you can see it there on the screen, the very first thing that he says here. And this is David. You know the story of David and Goliath. It's that David. The very first thing David says here in this is your word. 
And the your, who he's talking to, he's talking to God. He says, God, this is your word. What he means is, God, you wrote this. I mean, yeah, God used men and God used men to write this, but ultimately, at the end of the day, God wrote the Bible. And so what it means that God wrote the Bible is it means that the Bible is absolutely perfect. It means that there's nothing wrong with the Bible. There's no lies. There's no contradictions. The Bible is completely perfect. And the reason we believe that it's absolutely perfect is because God is absolutely perfect. And the reason we know God is absolutely perfect is because he's told us he is in the Bible. See, if you're here and if you want to know who God is, God has told you who he is. He's shown who he is in the Bible. So in the Bible, God tells us he's good. In the Bible, God tells us he loves us. In the Bible, God says to us that he cares for us, that he's constantly in control of our lives and in your life and in your circumstance and in your situation. God tells us these things in his word. It's in the Bible, it's in God's word that God tells us what he's doing in the world today. And what God is doing all over the world, what God wants to do in this room at this moment, God wants to transform people by the power of Jesus Christ. I mean, listen, if you've been a summit at all this summer for our preview services or any of our other services that we've done, we've already seen people transformed by Jesus. We've seen people come to summit and leave the very, the very service they came, leave in less than an hour, completely changed. In fact, you're going to meet one in just a second. Mark Cook is going to come. He's going to be baptized. That's why we've got our troftismal up on the stage. And we're going to baptize him in just a second. Why? Because he was radically changed by Jesus. That's what God wants to do for you today. He wants to radically change your life. And the reason we know that is because the Bible is from God and God tells us these things. See, this is such an important thing for us to understand. I know we're camping out on this, but I think that we really need to understand this this morning, that what you're seeing here on, in this book, what you're seeing there on the screen, that's God talking. I think that's important uh, for us to understand because this is going to happen for you. And I've talked to a lot of people that this happens to. A lot of times people read something in the Bible and it offends them or it bothers them. Maybe you read something in the Bible, you hear something in a sermon, and it kind of brushes up against you the wrong way. And you look at it and you say, you know what, I don't really like that. And I've talked to people here in Hazard, and just uh, recently I've talked to people. You know what, I don't go to church anymore, I don't read the Bible anymore, because it says this, and I don't like that. But see, there's a place in the Bible, in the book of Isaiah, where God says, my ways are not your ways, and my thoughts are not your thoughts. And here's what that means. What it means is this. God is different from us. I mean, you and I, we share some similarities with God, but at the end of the day, in his core, God is just different from you and me. So what that means is when I read something in the Bible that bothers me, and that happens, when I read something in the Bible that bothers me, it shouldn't come to any surprise because God doesn't think the way I do. And so I would urge you that when you hear something here in a sermon or any sermon... You see it in the Bible, you read something in the Bible. I would urge you, instead of your first reaction being, well, I don't like that, that's not right. Instead of that being your first reaction, how about this be your first reaction? Next time you read something in the Bible, you see something in the Bible where God says something and it's just weird to you. Think to yourself, man, God is so much different than me. I wouldn't say that. 
I, I would never think that. I would never say that. I would never do that. But God doesn't think the way that I think. He's God. And so what God has done because he loves you is God has given you a letter. And he hasn't given you this letter to inform you. He's given you this letter. He's given you the Bible to transform you. So you can see what happens here. You can see he says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So the image that he's trying to paint there, the image that David is painting, here it is. It's a picture of a guy that's in, dark, that's in, a, dark, in a dark room, in a dark place, and all he's got basically, technically, is a flashlight. You've been in that kind of situation, right? You're at, you're at, you're at the house, you're somewhere, the lights go out, you find the flashlight, you turn it on. You can only see where the flashlight is, right? You can't see all over the place. You can only see where the flashlight is shining. And God says, that's the way the Bible works. The Bible is a lamp. It's a light that guides your way. And so what God is doing here in the Bible is God wants to take the light of his word. God wants to take the light of the Bible and shine it onto your circumstance. Shine it onto your life. Shine it onto that situation. So some of you came into the room today, and you came into the room worried about something. Something is just tearing you up inside. Maybe you find yourself recently unemployed. Maybe things aren't going the way that you thought that they should. You're worried about something, and you can't stop thinking about it. You were singing a minute ago, thinking about that. Here we are. We're talking about this. You're looking at me. Your eyes are open, but you're thinking about that. You're going to leave today? What are you thinking about? That. It's just gnawing away at you. Some of you, you can't sleep at night. Why? Because you're worried. You're worried about a specific situation in your life. And what you need, you need God to take the light of his word and shine it into your circumstance because God in his word speaks into that circumstance and he looks at you and he says, don't worry about your life. You are more valuable than flowers, than birds, than all of my creation. I know what you need. Don't worry. Some of you, you came into the room today and you're facing a really hard decision. You don't know what your next step is going to be with that decision and you're worried about the effect it's going to have on you and your family and on everybody around you. And what you need is God's, God's word, God's light to shine on that decision, on that situation. Because when it does, you'll hear God say, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding and all of your ways will be made plain. God will make all of your paths straight if you trust in Him, if you lean on Him in the midst of making that decision. Some of you, you came into the room today and everything is going great. Everything is awesome right now. I mean, your kids are behaving. The job is going exactly the way that you thought it would. In fact, it's going better. Your marriage, it's awesome. Your spouse, your husband, your wife, they're hot. Right? Everything is clicking, man. Everything is clicking the way that it is, the way that it should be. Everything is going great for you. And what you need is the light of God's word to shine into your life to say, hey, you know what? The reason it's going so well isn't because you're a self-made man. The reason it's going so well isn't because you made all the right choices. It's because God loves you and he's providing for you, and he's being good to you so that you will see ultimately what you need isn't that spouse, isn't that job, isn't that money, isn't well-behaved kids, it's him. And he wants you to realize it now because if you, re if you don't realize it until the moment when you stand in front of him, it's too late. And he loves you so much, he's so good to you, he brought you here today because he wants you to hear that. 
And see, so what you and I, what we need to do is we need to constantly put ourselves in a position to where we can hear the voice of God, to where we can hear God speaking to us. And so, so I want to take a few minutes here. Let's get extremely practical for how you can do that, how you can put yourself in a position to hear the voice of God on a daily basis. And so if you're taking notes, this is the good time to take notes because we're going to get real practical about how to do this. The first thing you need to do is you need to get a place. I'm going to tell you three things if you want to hear God's voice regularly. Get a place, get a time, get a plan. Get a place. Get a place where you can get along with God every single day, same place. Same place. Maybe it's your kitchen table, maybe it's break time at work, but it's you alone with the Bible so that you can hear from God. Get a place. Next one is get a time. Get a time. Do it at some time in the day where you know you're going to hear from God, you're not going to be interrupted. And then third, get a plan. Get a plan. Pick a book of the Bible and just start reading through it. Start trying to read through the Bible. In a year. Some of you have got your iPads here, you've got your iPhones here, you've got the Bible downloaded. That's going to have a plan for you to read it every single day. Do that. Get a place, get a time, and get a plan. Let me tell you how this works for me. Let me tell you how this works for me. This works for me this way. I'm a morning person. Anybody else a morning person in the house today? Look at that. Some of you look at me like you are about to shoot me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just am. I'm just a morning person. I'm a morning person, and I'm addicted to coffee. Anybody addicted to coffee? Every hand should be up. I don't understand it. Every hand should be up. I'm a morning person. I'm addicted to coffee. So I get up early in the morning, extremely early in the morning, just because I get up. I'm I'm an early riser. Get up. There's coffee. So before anybody else gets up and I'm there, it's me alone with the Bible for about 30 or 40 minutes, just reading the Bible and praying. And that's how God speaks to me. Listen, you need to get a place, a time, and a plan for how you can hear from God regularly. And listen, I know we're being really practical here and we're about to wrap this up. I know we're being extremely practical here, but here's why we're being so practical. Here's why we're stressing so much time on this is because, listen to this, you may not have gotten anything else, but get this, listen to this. There is nothing more powerful than a word from God. There is nothing more powerful than a word from God. A word from God can break into your life, break into your circumstances, and change everything. There's nothing more powerful than a word from God to you where you're at. It changes everything. And so here's what we've done. When you leave today, we want to help you in this. We want to try to serve you. We want to join hands and partner with you in this. When you leave today, you're going to see a table that we've put right in the middle of the lobby out there. And all over that table are green books that are called, uh, I think it's called Next Steps or it's, it's a green book. It's all out there. And basically what it is, it's a 28-day guide. It's a 28-day book for anybody that wants it. It's going to give you something to, to, to read, to hear from God every day. It's going to take about two or three minutes. And you know what? We think it's so important, we want to give it to you today. And it's out there on that table. When you leave today, some of you, you've already gotten one. If you, if you say, you know what? I'd like to give that to a friend. Take an extra copy. If this is your first day, take one of those. Take one of those for your family. Take one and do it. And I guarantee you this, if you take five minutes out of your day with that for the next 28 days, 28 days from now, you will not be the same person. Because there's nothing more powerful than a word from God. See, some of you are here and in the midst of what we've been talking about this morning. God has already been speaking to you. God has already been speaking to you through the music. God has already been speaking to you through what we just now talked about. And the word from God to you 
is that you need to give your life to him for the very first time. Maybe you are that person and you came today just to check out Summit, just to see what we were about. You've never been to church or maybe you grew up in church. Maybe you think that you're a really good person. And what we say all the time, you're going to see it in just a second. Your goodness is not good enough. If it was good enough, if you could wash yourself clean, if you could kind of work your way up to heaven, if you could kind of work your way into getting God to love you and save you, then listen, Jesus didn't need to die for you. But he did need to die for you so that you can be saved. And, and all it takes today, if you're here, if you don't have 100% confidence that if you died today, you would go to heaven. I mean, do you have that kind of confidence today? You have to answer that out loud. Just answer that to yourself. If you stood before God today, do you have 100% confidence about what would happen to you? Do you have 100% confidence that you've given your life to Jesus? Or is it more of a, well, I hope things go well. Well, I think that I'm a Christian. Listen, today Jesus wants to change your life. I don't care where you're at. I don't care what you're in the midst of. I don't care what your life was like when you came and what it's like when you leave. Jesus wants to change your life. He wants to give you that second chance. He wants to give you hope. And all you need to do today, if you don't have Jesus in your life, if you've never went to God and said, God, I've sinned. I need you to forgive me for my sin, is to go to God in prayer and simply say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. You died for me. Forgive me. And he will. And he'll change your life and you'll never be the same. So here's what I want us to do. Go ahead and bow your heads. Close your eyes. Bow your heads and close your eyes. And I just wonder if there is anybody in the room today who would say to me, you know what, Mark? God's word to me, God's word to me is that I need to give him my life for the very first time. I know it's true. Mark, I know that's what I need to do. I came here today, Mark, and I want to leave changed. I wonder if that's you today. I wonder if you, I wonder if you have that 100% confidence that you've been forgiven by God. I wonder if you have that 100% confidence that you have new life through Jesus. Listen to me, guys and girls, men and women. If you don't, you can have it. And all you've got to do today is go to God and say, God, I'm, God I want to give you my life. I want you to change me. I want to live for you. And here's what we're going to do. If you know you need to do that, if you know you need to do that, I'm simply going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm not going to ask you to do anything else. I'm simply going to ask you to raise your hand. And so I'm going to count to three. And when I count to three, as soon as I say three, if I'm talking to you right now, if, if you don't have that 100% confidence, if you want the grace of God to come into your life, and change you, if you want to give your life to Jesus and want to live for Him, if that's the word from God to you today, if that's how He's speaking to you, as soon as I count to three, you raise your hand up. Nobody else is looking, and listen, it doesn't matter if they are anyway. This is between you and God. Nobody else's opinion of you matters. The only opinion about you that matters is God's opinion. So don't worry about what other people are thinking. Don't worry about what other people are doing. This is between you and God. And as soon as I say three, if you want to give your life to Jesus, if you know you need forgiveness from God, just raise your hand. One, two, you raise your hand. As soon as we say three, this is your time. God's going to change your life. Three, anybody in the crowd today? Anybody?
here's what I want us to do. If you're here, if you're here today, and you know what God is telling you to do, maybe God is leading you to do something in your life, leading you to do something in some relationship, God is calling you to do something. You say, Mark, I know the word from God to me, and I just need prayer to do it. I need strength to do it because I'm afraid. Would you just lift your hand for a second? We can pray for you and just put it straight down. There's a hand. Put it down. Put it down. Put it down. Put that hand down. Thank you. Guys, nothing is more powerful than the word from God. So God, I pray that you would just speak to these people. God, I pray that you would speak to us. I pray that when we leave today, we would leave knowing, God, that you have spoken to us. And the only reason you've spoken to us is because you love us, because you're good to us. Father, we love you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, guys, I want you to look at something. Check this out. Check this video out. I'm Mark Cook, and this is my story. Before I got saved, I rarely went to church. Uh, I only went for like special occasions, Christmas, Easter, and for funerals. The moment I got saved was at the first service at Summit. Mark was talking about how that, if you don't have Jesus in your life, you don't have anything. You can have money, cars, a house, friends. I knew that day I needed to be saved and bring Jesus into my life. I asked God to forgive me for my sins and save me. I work for the Kentucky Department of Corrections and I help prisoners transition from their prison life back to life on the street. I want to help them in some way find Jesus in their life. If there's anyone out there who does not have Jesus in their life. If you got Jesus, you got someone you can go talk to. It's a big load off your mind. If you don't have Jesus in your life, you don't have anything. All right, yeah, yeah. Hey, it's, it's all right to get excited in church, right? I mean, it's all right. At some you can scream, you can clap. I mean, don't do anything too freaky because it'll scare me. But, um, but you can, you can do that. And listen, if there's anything we should celebrate, it's when God comes into somebody's life and completely transforms them. You know what I mean? That's what we should celebrate. That's what we should go crazy about. And, and Mark comes today uh, because that's exactly what he did. And, and here's what I love. Here's what's so awesome. Here's what's so awesome is Ronnie is up here helping us, and Ronnie was the very first person we baptized here at Summit. And Ronnie and Mark are extremely good friends. And so Ronnie is up here to help us baptize uh, Mark. And so Mark, if you just want to jump in the horse trough. That is a horse trough, by the way. So there we go. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> hey, some of you, let's, let's explain what's going to happen here, all right? The reason that we're going to baptize Mark is because Mark has already given his life to Jesus. 
He's not doing this so that he can be saved. He's not doing this to try to get God to love him or try to get God to forgive him. He's doing it because God's already forgiven him, right? He's doing it because God's already saved him. And Mark is telling you and the world, hey, I'm going to live for Jesus. I want my life to count for him. I'm going to live for Jesus. And so we are excited about that because baptism paints a picture of what Jesus did in his death, burial, and resurrection and how we are made new by his grace. And so Mark, have you asked Jesus to come into your life as your personal Lord and Savior? Amen. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, bro, it's on your public profession of faith that I baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, buried with Christ, raised to walk in newness of life. Amen. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. That water is ice cold. You've got to want to get baptized at Summit. Hey, listen. Um, right, now, right now, we're going to give you the opportunity to worship God uh, through tithes and offerings. So our ushers, if you guys want to come on up front here, and, and our band's going to close us out for the morning, but listen to this. We wanted you to see that before we gave you the opportunity to give because, listen, when you give, that's why you give. Listen, the reason we started this church, the reason that God called us to do this is because of that right there. God wants to transform lives. And so everything you give goes to impacting Hazard, Perry County, and this region. Listen, thank you guys so much for being here. If you made a decision today, we want to know about it. Give us those cards. Put them in, your, put them in the offering plate as it goes around. If you're a first-time guest. We've got a gift for you. If you want to jump on board here at Summit and volunteer, serve, just check the box next to uh, Just check the box on the back. Thank you guys so much. And we're going to worship God before we go. Take it away, guys. The ushers are passing the offering plates around as they do. Psalm 115 verse 1 says, Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory. And, and that is what we are here to do. So as the, uh, as the ushers are making their way around, we invite you to stand with us. And uh, let's, uh, let's end our morning here in worship this morning. Here we go. The cross before me, the world behind. No turning back, raise the banner high. It's not for me. It's all for you Let the heavens shake and split the sky Let the people clap the hands and cry It's not for us, it's all for you Not to us, but to your name be the glory Not to us, but to your name Our hearts unfold before your throne, the only place for those who know it's not for us, it's all for you. Send your holy fire on this offering, let our worship burn for the world to see, it's not for us, it's all for you. Not to us, but to your name be the glory. Not to us, but 
to your name be the glory the earth the earth is shaking the mountain shouting it's all for you the waves are crashing the sun is raging it's all for you the universe spinning and singing it's all for you your children dancing it's all for you, it's all for you, my all for you. Sing not to us, not to us, but to your name be the glory. Not to us, but to your name be the Sing not to us, not to us, but to your name be the glory. Not to us, but to your name be the glory. Amen. You guys are dismissed. Praise God.